familiar, if you are familiar with biblical text, that the world loves its own. The world loves its own. Sometimes we think that we are more accepted by those in the world. We are more tolerated or so by those in the world than we are amongst our own brothers and sisters. And in all honesty, sometimes that can definitely be the case. I'm not bagging that. But as I was just standing in the bathroom, the Holy Spirit just dawned something upon me. And I want to share it with you. And... I just pray that you take what I'm telling you to God and allow him to expound upon this knowledge. Um, I believe that oftentimes it's easier to walk away from familiar places where you may even be called and go into new territory. New territory could be the world. You could go into the world. And then you start to feel more accepted by the world. More tolerated by the world. More like the world just seems to be more of a cushion compared to being amongst your brothers and sisters in Christ. Let me talk to you. What do we know if we love the Lord? What do we know if we love the Lord? And we are, we belong to Jesus. We belong to God. Did the world love Jesus? Did the, did the world love God? I know that you're familiar with John 3.16 because it says, For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whomever should believe on him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Think about that and just meditate. God loved the world. But the world, honey, the world didn't love God. This was a sacrificial free gift to the world for their salvation so that through his son we could be reconciled back to God. There's a significance in that. Very significant. Perhaps amongst our own peers and our own brothers and sisters we are just not pardoning one another. 
Perhaps we're expecting each other to understand things that we may not understand. Because even though we're brothers and we're sisters in Christ, we didn't always start off in Christ. Many of us have come from various different backgrounds. Some of us have come from the world ourselves. And we were never born into being saved, no matter who was in church or who was outside of church or, you know, who was in the world or who was outside the world. It doesn't matter. We were all sinners saved by the grace of God through his son Jesus Christ the world they need to they need to they need to know Christ they need to know God but woe unto them woe unto them who finds comfort in the world and let me tell you why woe unto them those who find the most comfort in the world One, the world does not know God. Okay, We go out and we evangelize in the world so that we can bring them into the knowledge of God. When you get to a point where you feel comfortable with the world, you have to truly check your feet and check your walk with God. Understand that when we are standing for Christ... The world will hate us. You have to be careful when the world is loving on you a lot. That is an indication of the position of your spirit and your soul. The world loves its own. I am paraphrasing it, but it is in the word of God. It is in the Bible. But the world loves its own. If you were doing and partaking of the things in the world, the world will love you. But the world hated Christ. They hated him. That is the reason why when you stand for Christ, oftentimes, there's quite a bit of persecution. The world will go against you. They'll turn their backs on you. They'll reject you. Sadly enough, that's also happening amongst our peers. It's happening amongst our brothers and sisters. But the truth is, can we really call it a brother or a sister? If that is the case. There are so many different things that's inside of a building. Coming together. Fellowshipping. But what are we fellowshipping with? And who are we really fellowshipping with? And what's really going on in the building? Coming together in a church, I don't really consider it a hospital. We are gathered together to be strengthened by one another through the power of Jesus Christ by reminding each other of his word and celebrating in jubilee all that he has brought us through each and every day and every week. And we are to strengthen one another in the Lord. We are to set each other straight in God. And celebrate the coming weeks, Lord willing. And to give God the praise through our testimonies of what he has already done since we praised him the last time. Which should be on a daily. Going into the fellowship should be something that helps you along the way. To be able to see your path straight. To be able to continue to even raise up people 
and lead them even back to grace as time goes on because a righteous man falls several times but rises up again that doesn't necessarily mean he's wounded because it just says a righteous man let's talk about the world how can the world love you when how can the world love or accept you when you really belong to Christ there's not real true acceptance they're fascinated by the thing that they do not know that you need to witness to them some will receive and some will not but this should not be named amongst us who are brothers and sisters in Christ for we should know Christ we should know him enough to be living our lives in such a way that satisfies him but we must be careful when the world does begin to love us when they begin to hold us in high esteem we have to check our feet and make sure that we're in the right position it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go into a fellowship it just means you just have to check your walk with Christ you may feel like your walk is absolutely great but we always have to call ourselves into account on a daily basis to be sure that our lives are reflected Slipping for Christ. One of the things I understand about the world is when you step out into the world, they fascinate you with so many things. They can fascinate you with everything you want, everything you feel you need, everything you think that you need to fill your life up with the greatest amount of happiness. But please understand that the world's happiness is contingent upon your soul. And they will suck you right into the world before you suck them into Christ if you don't have your lifestyle lived in such a way that exemplifies Christ on a daily basis we have to be stronger in our conviction stronger in who we are in Christ individually as we go out into the world we are supposed to still represent Christ at all times we never take off our hat for acceptance the sad part about the church the sad part about us among our brothers and sisters is the amount of rebellion that the enemy sends into the camp. He sends that rebellion so that there could be division and contention. That's what he sends it out there for. And when you teach that the church is a hospital, that draws great concern to me. <sighs> because everybody comes there and they feel like they need to get fixed. Granted, there are sometimes people who need a fixing. But that shouldn't be the only reason why you come into fellowship with your brothers and your sisters. You should be able to come into a fellowship with your brothers and your sisters, celebrate Christ, encourage and strengthen each other in the Lord. Be of good cheer. Talk about your testimony. Encourage one another, more than likely. We're here to get strong and get strengthened so when we go back out there again, we can be even more stronger in God. We can even pull even more souls in to Christ. I look at it like an army. I look at it even like a team, a sports team. You know, like we're there, rev each other up. Come on, let's go do this. Let's do this for Christ. Let's win these souls, you know. God, he did this, he did that. Book of Matthew, Mark, you know, Luke, John, Ecclesiastes, whatever it is. And we're, 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 we're meditating on it. We're, we're celebrating Christ. We're taking communion. We're doing our proper fast. We're keeping up with world events. We're doing everything we can because we understand that the church is not a hospital as much as it is a government.
but the governing of the body <coughs> the governing of the body is the body itself we must govern our thoughts we must govern what we say what we see what we hear what we put into our mouths and what comes out of our mouths understanding the difference is what comes out of our mouths that would defile us if we do not take that into account what that is that we say we must govern this temple that God says is his living breathing temple we must always remember never to put ourselves ahead of everyone around us but to always be led by the spirit of God when it comes to everything that we do and everything that we say and how we do what we do but the world just sometimes to our brothers and our sisters can seem so much more freeing and relaxing. Let me go deeper and tell you why. There are two paths in life. One path will lead into righteousness that leads you straight to heaven. It's very, very narrow. Few ever find that path and few ever want to or volunteer to walk it then you have this really broad wide open path that's just amazing everybody's there it's a party going on everyone's just living their life the way they choose and they feel awesome you'll even find some people that'll call themselves your brother and sister in Christ on that wide road because they're on that road and they're living their life how they want but they know they can still say praise the Lord hallelujah on Sunday and still be good all I'm trying to say is don't think that that wide, broad road is a better road. Because, see, unfortunately, you can enjoy the freedom of the world, but it will cost you your soul. You can enjoy the life you have while you are yet still above ground, but it will cost you your soul. You can dance, you can play, you can enjoy just feeling like everyone is just so free. But it will cost you your soul. So that freedom that you feel is only temporary until the day that you are taken away. Which can come at any moment. Any moment. The freedom, or true freedom, that we should truly have in Christ is in the knowing that though we have to go through certain trials and tribulations in this world, though we have to even put up with things on with each other, though we have to, you know, be able to navigate through this life on a narrow path that no one seems to be on, because oftentimes those few that find it just eventually turn around and go back to the broad path because it just seems so much easier. But that narrow path, the thing about it is, your mentality on that narrow path has to be always constantly thinking about the end of that path, which is eternal life. That's what should give you the tenacity to keep going on that narrow path, even though you might find yourself on that path alone.
Even though you might find yourself starting things on that path that only you are starting. Even though you may find yourself on that path and you're dealing with all these obstacles that you may have to deal with while everyone else seems to be having a wonderful time doing what they're doing and you're stuck in the house praying or you have to be in intercession or you have to consecrate. Yeah. There are people in the church who can be unbearable. But there are people in the world also who can be unbearable. There are people in the church who seem to have a haughty spirit. But there are people in the world who also have a haughty spirit. But you kind of got to ask yourself this one question. Why is it so much easier to pardon, overlook, not really take into account much, those things that are said by those in the world. Maybe they're cussing all the time. Maybe they cheat on their spouses or significant others. Maybe they lie. Maybe they tell mistruths and don't do things they're supposed to do. That Maybe they fall short of the glory of God and it's okay. You know, it's alright, we'll get through, we'll get through this. It's okay for this to be what it is. But... I'm here to tell you that the same way we are able to pardon those in the world, don't you think we should be able to pardon our brothers and our sisters the same? Hmm. No. Oftentimes we think, well, they ought to be a Christian. They're supposed to be an evangelist. They're supposed to be a, pra a pastor, a preacher, an apostle, a prophetess, a prophet. They should know better than this or that or that or this. But the truth is, the only reason why the world seems so freeing is because they may be relaxed on the issues that people in the church are more adamant about dealing with. And we're relaxed. It's okay if you just want to have a little sex. People do that. It's alright to drink a little. Live your life. Oh, smoking that little blunt. That's it's cool. No problem. Go and live your life. Do what you want to do. Live life. Dance. Go party and drink. Smoke. Do everything. That your flesh desires. That level of peace is un un immeasurable. Do you know why that level of peace seems so immeasurable? Because of the freedom it feels. Just to just feel like you just don't have. Oh, you can just be. Oh, you can just be free. Nothing's attacking them. You ain't dealing with demonic attacks. Because well you know. Hey. They're going to a hot place anyway. So. You don't have to deal with that, right? Hmm. 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 Think about that. The reason why it seems so much easier when we step into the world, when we step away from God, or we, st we, we continue to carry God, but we just glorify the things in the world. The reason why it just seems so much better, so much freeing, so much 
less tense. It's because the world is open to doing whatever it wants to do and be free about it without any conviction, without any jurisdiction towards their action. We glorify that. Why? Why do we glorify that? Why do we say, oh, this seems so much better. They seem to be so much happier. They seem to have so much going on. Please, my brothers and my sisters, do not be fooled by those things. Everything that seems right doesn't mean that it's right. And everything that seems wrong doesn't mean that it's wrong. Perhaps your mentality towards the world is to, as I stated before, pardon what God calls sin. You pardon it. You're trying to be free because you see that they're free. You're trying to be cool because you see that they're cool. You're trying to be down because you see that they're down. And you pardon the things that they do. You pardon what they say out their mouth. You pardon how they act. You pardon things. And sometimes you see it and you, you, you deal with it longer because what they seem to have is something you seem to want. Let us be understanding one to another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us be understanding to one another. Let us pardon one another. Let us deal with one another. Why? Because we need each other. We're brothers and sisters. The worst thing I see is that Sometimes even real blood brothers and sisters will turn their back on each other, but do everything for everyone outside of their blood. When their friend needs money, they're the first one there to pour it out. When their friend needs food, they're the first ones there to be there for them. But when their brother or their sister needs something, they question them. Ask them a million questions. Why do you want this? Why do you need this? Or, mm, mm, mm. All the things that they'd be willing to do for the world. Willingly. They're hesitant when it comes to their own brothers and sisters. Why? Because I don't like the way she talked to me. I, I don't like the way he looked at me. I, I don't like the way he's constantly pulling on my anointing. I don't understand why all of these reasons... Truly to be truly a brother or sister in Christ requires you to be extremely selfless. It can be hard. We are born selfish. We are born as selfish people. But nonetheless, instead of dealing with all of that, huh? right? I'd rather go into the world where it's just free to do that. It's free. I can just pardon my brothers when they do things wrong. I can pardon them when they do you know, certain things that are not of God. I just pardon it. Even though I recognize it and I see it. But I'm just going to pardon it. Act like it's nothing. Eh, it's okay. Oops, I find myself now. Right? Then you'll find yourself doing those things that are in the world. They will pull you subtly. Because of the way you feel so comfortable. Be careful. The world does not love God. 
So, in fact, the world does not love God. Why would they love you if you are living for God? Not to say that you would not be loved or be cared for, but you have to consider the reasoning behind a matter. Can I love you if you don't do like what I say? Can I love you if you don't buy what I want you to buy? Can I love you if you're not carrying on the doing the things in the world that I do, like smoking and drinking and carrying on? Can you still love me? Yeah, if you're in the world. Hmm. Is that a double standard? If my brother and sister start smoking and drinking, oh boy, they ought to know better. Oh, I'm cracking hard on them. Oh, oh, oh. But when the world does it, oh, you know, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. Is it really? Think about that. The bottom line is just this. The world clearly if they're loving on you so much, oh, they loving on you so much. I'm talking about you out there. They, they, they loving you, man. This man is the bomb. This woman, she's tight. Oh, man, we just love sister such and such. We just love brother blah, blah, blah. Mm. Sister, sister such and such and brother blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you now, watch your feet. Because when you think you're standing on the side of a narrow path, you just may find yourself standing on a broad path. And it's so subtle. Because your desires is what led you there. Your desires, your rebellion against the things that you were called to can sometimes lead you there. Your fascination with the things that are glittery and sparkly and look so good and just so peaceful at the oasis of the things that just seem so real can take you there. Mm. And before you know it, you're snatched and caught up. Standing on the broad path trying to find your way back because <laughs> one thing I know is if you've ever tasted God if you've ever tasted the milk of Christ mm, oh you long for it again and when you look up you wonder how did I get this far away it was your desires that enticed you and led you on that broad path. Because it seemed to be better. It seemed to be a greater position. It seemed to be what you're looking for. Be not deceived. For the world hated Christ. And it will hate you also. Remember, if you walk with Christ, you're a new creature. And you being a new creature is what sets you apart. It's what sets you apart. We're not called to do what the world does. Neither are we called to entertain the world. And we are called to be representatives of Christ. 24 hours around the clock. 
And if we have a problem with our brothers and our sisters, we need to bring that to our brothers and our sisters. And if we bring our problems to our brothers and sisters, we also need to bring a resolve with our brothers and our sisters. We need to not be so passive with one another. We need to learn how to pardon each other. We need to learn how to let some things go with amongst our brothers and our sisters. We need to learn how to pray for one another. We need to learn how to be selfless. We need to understand that even though the same blood they have running through their veins may not be the same blood that they have running through your veins, but the same spirit should be the, the reason why you love your brother and your sister. Love covers a multitude of sins. And if you love the world, then that's where you will understand that you are, you will find that your feet are on that path. God is good. Because he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. And now, whoever believes on him, they shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hmm. So we have a mission to do. But a lot of things start at home. A house divided against itself will fall. Do you think that when you go into the world and you get around the world, that they don't understand that there must be some division in your home? <laughs> some division among the body of Christ. Maybe even some division within yourself. Think about that. That's dividing you devouring you in your own home a lot of it is your self perception whatever changes we want to see amongst each other we truly have to become that change I find that when I have spoken to people who are in church and this is just my own personal experience it does not reflect everyone in church but I find that they complain to one another about different things. They even complain about things that they do not like. But I find that they do those same things. The only way to make it better, the only way to really make things better is to be better, to do better. You can't make things better not doing better and being better. No, not at all. So think about that. The world didn't love Jesus. And they don't love you. <laughs> We're there to be witnesses to the world of God's, of, God, of, uh, of God's goodness and grace. Not to partake in the things of the world. Come out from among them. Stand out there holding the shield of faith. The breastplate of righteousness helmet of salvation witness to your brothers and your sisters don't partake of their rebellion don't fall into the traps of the world don't be enticed by the things that they have to offer you and do not fall victim to being a person who is loved by the world fall in love with Jesus fall in love with God it's okay to be deep in God. It's okay to be deep in Jesus. He wants you to be. He calls for you to be. Because what he has in store for you is unfathomable.
God bless you. I appreciate you guys for listening all 30 minutes. And I hope that you definitely understand the things that I have been saying. Um, And I know that it came from the Holy Spirit. It just came and just dawned upon me. Wait, wait a minute. It was like, wait a minute. Jesus wasn't loved by the world. He was hated by the world. And and he even told us that we would be hated by the world. And we got to be careful when the world starts, you know, loving on us. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I realized that the reason why people love the world so much that were once, you know, in the world and they came into Christ and then they go back and they reflect upon the world again. I realized that that's, they pardon each other. That's why. It's okay to do this. It's all right to do that. Oh, you cussing? That's fine. You, you're carrying on? That's okay. They, they, they pardon with one another, but they don't pardon their own brothers and sisters in Christ. Hmm. Kind of a double standard there. But either way, take that to God. Let him minister that to you. I hope that this is definitely a message that you can glean from and um, grow in. I um, reference certain things in the Bible, um, you know, that are, are said. I don't always quote Bible scriptures word for word, but for those of you who do know the word of God, you you know where I'm coming from. Sometimes you can just take that, set, set, put it inside of like a Google and put um, KJV next to it, and it'll pop up. <laughs> you know, um, that's just how I talk. I, I talk like this because I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with Christ. And um, we talk very fluent in such a way that we can talk about the scripture without saying um, chapter verse. But we just really just flow with each other. Um, but I definitely hope that you guys are blessed. And I know that those who are meant to hear it will definitely be Blessed by this word, um, I'm going to say a prayer. Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you and I give your name the praise and the glory and the honor. Why? Because you're worthy to be praised. You are worthy of all the glory and the honor, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love that's endless around us. We thank you for your divine protection. And we thank you, O God, for your knowledge and your wisdom that fills our minds and our hearts on a daily basis. Grow us up in you that we can be more clever in who we are in you. And grow wise enough to be able to teach and glean from one another. Lord and Heavenly Father, if we find our ways going towards the world, help lead us to you and help us if we are set out to do such a thing, to do it to its completion, especially evangelizing and witnessing for Christ. We love you and we thank you. We bless you and we give your name the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, that's my time. I just didn't want to be on like for too long, but I'm going to further do a little bit more research. And there's a possibility, don't quote me, but there's a possibility I may go a little bit more in depth. But it's very important at this time that we understand certain things that will help us along the way. Be blessed. I love you.